What's up, guys? Before I start the podcast, I just wanted to say, I, uh, this, fuck, let me repeat myself. Just wanted to say this episode was recorded about two months ago. So, yeah. It talks about some outdated events that happened. Um, and at the end of the episode, we talk about voting. Make sure to go vote. Um, I was too lazy to cut that shit out. I know, way too lazy, but, uh, we already know who won. Joe Biden, let's go. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to apologize for the long wait. I know I don't really have, like, big-ass fans or anything like that. But, um, yeah, just lots been happening. You know, school, other existential factors in my life, whether they're good or bad, has happened. And that kind of impeded me from, you know, editing the episode and then releasing it. Um... Yeah, also, just got a brand new mic. I don't know if you guys noticed the quality or if the difference. I hope you guys do. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited. Hopefully, now with this new mic and the quality of the podcast, um, it's going to inspire me to do more episodes, you know, grind. Because so I've just kind of been lazy, too. That's the other reason, right? And, yeah. You know, I'm just a teenager. <laughs> you know, they got other things going on in my life. In six months, I'm about to turn 18. You know, a lot of life shit. And I just got to prepare for that. You know, so I'm not having a lot of time with, you know, this podcasting. And, you know, I'm also playing video games. You know, just all this other shit. You know, excuses, excuses. But uh, I want to be more passionate with it. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, if you have. And I appreciate the support. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode. Yeah, but a lot of Canadians say, sorry, sorry. What's President Trump doing? Nothing! (laughs) Go into this introspection and find out who the fuck you are. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Code Brown. This is officially episode eight. I am playing some music, a non-copyrighted music right now. Thanks to Jumina. But uh, yeah. I don't think it's non-copyrighted. I'm gonna sue you guys. Where's my billion dollars? Uh, no billion dollars for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah. One dollar plus tax. <laughs> you gotta buy me clothes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, today's episode, I have a very good friend of mine. Uh, not only is she my friend, she's a photographer. Um, she's a college student at UTD. UTD. You're doing UTD. engineering, right? Yep, I'm doing engineering. Doing engineering. Kids don't do engineering. Don't do the engineering. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we have Juina with us, but she's not really like the the special guest. She's just there. Uh, But she can add little comments if she wants to. Did you just call Juina not special? I'm offended. You're a special. You're a special. She's more offended. Alright, now you owe both of us Coke. We'll be wedding. No Coke, sorry. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, no drink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, right now, uh, <laughs> all of us are in 
a resort right now. Stop laughing! Oh, sorry. Stop laughing. Right now, all of us are in a resort right now. So I was like, Simran, you just want to do a podcast? She's like, okay, cool. So that's what we're doing. First thing I want to say about Simran, she's a photographer, right? Like, tell them about your little company, business, or whatever that you're doing. Mandita. (laughs) (laughs) So we have this little photography company. We call it NA Lights. It's not North America Lights. People get that wrong. It's actually my last name and Manvita, my partner's last name, Argula. Nasser Argula Lights. And um, yeah, we do photography, videography. Oh my goodness! (laughs) 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 Jumana just scared me. And um, yeah, so basically hit us up, DM us, you know, just search up and it likes in Instagram and yeah, check it out. Yeah, guys, DM her. If you're in the Collin County, uh, area of Texas or stuff like that Dallas, Texas uh, Dallas, you guys do also Yeah, Dallas, anywhere We are okay to travel anywhere in Texas Pretty much and Are you guys available for out of state as well? Oklahoma is good <laughs> <laughs> Not too far yeah. But uh, yeah, we can do anything Like um, graduation, wedding Any yeah. kind of events, birthdays Yeah, someone actually did Jumina's graduation photo And let me just say I'm not even trying to be like biased or anything She's a really good photographer, in my opinion. Like, it's very, it, like, it looks very elegant, in my opinion. Um, yeah. What can I say? High quality. Let me just tell you. Right high now. quality. Yeah. When a brown person say high quality, it is high quality. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I just said that. Yeah. We're we're all right now. We're all just a little bit tired right now, so like we're not that energetic. But I'm a. I still want to do this podcast. I've really been wanting to do this podcast with someone for the longest time. Yeah, yeah, I feel very yeah, honored to be phone? here, you know. Yeah. I, oh, been, what thanks. I've been hearing all of your podcasts and, yeah. you know, I really like Really? Yeah, I, I oh my really God, do you actually like, like them? I love them. So, wow. yeah, it's better than Call Her Daddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Both of you guys, like, I love Call Her Daddy, thanks. but I'll listen to your podcast. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah. Call you... Her Daddy, I cannot listen to it anytime, yeah. you know, yeah. especially in front of parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Juna just stopped her music. If you guys didn't notice, so it's okay. She, it's it's on her phone, so she can do whatever. <laughs> just, she just decided to check her Snapchat stories. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyways, just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> You're the non-special guest. You're the non-special guest. Okay, like I said. Okay, special guest, Simon. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm the VIP special. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, today. Today, this this topic it's is is gonna be pretty arbitrary. We're, we're gonna be talking whatever it is. Um, first, I just want to ask Simran, tell us just more about yourself. Tell us if you want to talk about kind of your life story. Like, don't go too depth into like something that's really personal, but like just mm-hmm. a simple summary of where you are right now, how you became who you are, and just how it all started. Your photography. Oh, everything. Man. Deep question. Yeah. Well, um, honestly, the photography thing, I loved it since I was a kid, you know. I used to have a camera that I accidentally bro- like broke when I was like eight years old. Yeah. But I got a lot of shit for that from my parents and everything. And after that, I never had a camera, but I always had a dream of having a camera. So when I was in middle school, I had my first job, bought the camera I could with my first three paycheck. And that's when I started photography, like real good photography was like literally middle school and yeah um i also collect vintage cameras but those 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 doesn't work at all but anyways um 
yeah, but never had any faith of like opening a company. You know, people have hobbies and everything, but never had like any kind of hope until I met my friend Manvita and she kind of encouraged me to open it. I'm not good of an editor. I know like every photographer should have that side of editing. I'm not that good, but Manvita got that covered and we work like together in this company. She's the editor, I'm the photographer and we are like a really good, we have a really good partnership. So, you guys, sorry, hmm. I mean, you guys have an editor for videos? Not really. Uh, Manvita does the editing for now, but we would look for people who can, because I know you're really good at um, editing. I'll show you some like, some clips. I have a video on my phone, mm -hmm. and I'll show you like what I was editing on. Okay. But I'll show you that later after this podcast and stuff like that. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll really love to see yeah. it. I mean, um, me and Monday that we always talk about how you should take our videos for dancing, because we yeah. are, we also do a lot of dancing and we love dancing. That's yeah. another passion of us, yeah. like passion of ours. I mean. Almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm tired. I know right. it's all good. But um, basically, yeah, we always talk about how you can take the videos and. Hex, yeah, bro. And I, I got know that you status. love doing editing. So. I do, I do. I finally got uh my Premiere Pro like uh. Because I take two classes that use Premiere Pro, mm -hmm. like the Adobe apps. So I was able to use it on my school Mac. If I didn't take those classes, I wouldn't be licensed to use it. But since I am in that class, I am licensed to use it now. Really? Oh, yeah, okay. so I've been working on some like music videos of my own, animating music videos and just editing and stuff like that. It's really fun. It, it's because I, it was just because after like something happened, yeah. right? And just kind of altered me. It just kind of altered me from you know a certain hobby that i was doing so editing kind of just you know it was a hobby that i was doing before so yeah, like, yeah. I remember. to go back into that was like it was perfect timing for everything. yeah i remember you were like trying some videos and stuff yeah. um through your school camera and everything yeah i thought it was pretty cool i got into that it was for the, the to get into the submission mm -hmm. the class i got in oh really you did Yes, Dude, I forgot to tell you because you, you didn't did it with me. me. Either. Oh, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would care. <laughs> the uh, but yeah, thank Bro, you. Bro, that's for audio um, video production team. Yeah, and he got in. So you do the morning announcement. Please I'm guys. in Zoom. I'm in Zoom, so I really can't do nothing. Oh damn! Which oh, really yeah, sucks. Yeah. COVID. Exactly. Or you would have been like, please guys, rise up for the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Oh my god, just, bro, it just sucks, like, I'm not even proud of my own country no more. Where I was born and I was been practically raised mm -hmm. is because of, like, everything that's going on. Which pretty much sucks. You know. Damn, dude. Oh, thanks, Juno. Thank you for playing the music. <laughs> <laughs> to ease up the pain. But yeah, um, you came, you were born in Bangladesh, what age did you come? Here. I came here when I was 12, and yeah, it's been like... Uh, that's, I think that's when Jumina also moved here, when she was 12. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been like 10 years for me. So I know I still have an accent. I cannot get rid of it. I don't you know, I have to say something about that accent. I just think that accent just makes... Like, it's just a part of you, and it's like, I don't... When you're talking, mm -hmm. I still think, like... You're very intelligent. I just, I, you, I just want to let you so know. So, accents are not in, like, intelligent. Oh shit! No, shut up. No, that's not what I meant. But it's just like you know, like <laughs> it's like a lot of people do think that way. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm just saying that just in case if you no, think, I think like, it's the American no, stigma. that is true actually. A lot of people think so yeah, that they the have American... an accent. It's like 
It's the American stigma. Like, when I first moved here, um, I went to this private school, right? And everybody from that school was like, oh, you just moved and you don't have an accent? And I was like, what do you th- like? You guys don't have any perception of how other countries are. Like, yeah, a lot of countries people, like, yeah. like they speak fluently. Like English is my second language. I was, I when I started from. School, I was just doing that just in case. If you, I didn't. It wasn't like. It wasn't like. No, no, no. I, I yeah, Jimena, why you gotta? Why you gotta? Why you gotta do? Why you gotta put me on oh, the spot like sorry. that? Sorry. Huh? How you gotta put me on the spot? Huh? It's okay though. No, but it is an American stigma. It is though. It She's is. right. She is right. Yeah, a lot of friend like asked me like, um, we came here like two years ago. We already changed, or like we came here like ten or five years ago. We already changed our accent. They don't have any accent, and why do I still have it? I always say like, I like to stick to my roots. <laughs> I always like I love to say that, but, but like I don't know how to answer that. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I no, the, th- the thing is, it's like for me personally, like I, I mean. I've done it before. I've done like, oh my god, you don't have an accent, or you haven't like something like that before. But um, you know, recently that that kind of changed. When I was in uh, my freshman year, there's a kid named Stefan, mm-hmm. right? Um, he moved from Europe. I don't know exactly where, but Stefan Salvador. Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> he had an accent, but I wasn't really like. I was asking about like I forgot where he was from, kind of, which is kind of shitty. But like not because it was Mystic like Mystic Falls, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Mystic Falls. <laughs> but uh, I was just having. Yeah. No. Yeah, I finished it. No way. I just finished it. Yeah. Klaus? No, no, no. Um, no. Um, Vampire what do you think about Klaus? Hey, bro. Hey, bro. No you time to talk about Klaus. So, you're gonna watch originals? Hmm. Hey, hey, hey. I'll go, go, go. Wish hey, bro. You. Oh, okay. you're, the you're the non-special kid. Yeah, you're a non-special guest. What did I tell you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm actually hurting Jumino's feelings. Okay, shut, shut up, bro. So yeah, um, I was just having a normal conversation with Stefan and stuff like that. I wasn't mm-hmm. looking. I'm like, oh, he has like accent. Oh, I think we're being too loud. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wasn't looking at him like he had an accent or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it is a pretty bad stigma and stuff like that. Yeah, the accent thing is like, uh, um, I don't know how to tell those people like why don't you still why did you st- why do you still have that accent and i'm like i don't know but do you anyways, still have that accent that's what they ask <laughs> i'm like not like that they're like why do you still have an accent like that you know you're you've been here for 10 years because it's six with people i guess what accent? <laughs> i feel like that's what i'm saying you know, I, I do have an accent i know that like but... sometimes when you say certain words but uh, yeah i think so that's everybody I cannot say that is vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. I hate that word. Vulnerable. <laughs> I don't know how to say that word. Vulnerable. There's some words I can't so, say. Like the the deliver oh I can't say it. The love word? No. Delivery? No 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 del delivery. I can't deliver it. And there's another Delivery. deteriorating. Deteriorating. deteriorating? I can't even say I right. Can't say that. Disintegrating. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, being 12. Dementors? <laughs> Let's go. Harry Potter discussion. Harry Potter, yeah. Okay, okay, hold on. But, <laughs> but uh, just being like 12 years old, um, being Desi Brown, being a woman, what was, what was the experience just coming into America? How, how were you treated? Okay, first thing I hated was um, I finished my seventh grade, but I had to go to my seventh grade. You know, they were like, oh, it's just going to be easy for you. Was it easy? 
yeah it was piece nice. of cake nice i didn't have to do anything even though i didn't do homework like if the teacher will ask me like why didn't you do homework i'd be like i don't know english i'm sorry madam that's <laughs> and a nice they would advantage. let me go yeah, that's a nice advantage right there yeah, yeah. but um yeah I, I guess i pretty much i kind of pretended to get out of trouble i pretended that i didn't know english and i'm sorry sir i didn't know what to do <laughs> pretty much like that nice <laughs> Yeah, middle school was okay. Like it was pretty normal. I didn't get to do too much because we were new there, and my parents were paranoid all the time. They were. Yeah, but high school was fun, I guess. It was. Yeah, it was fun actually, um, especially sophomore year. Mm-hmm. You know, and met some friends by sophomore year. Nice. And, but before that, I was kind of lonely. I would say. Just like reclusive. Yeah, just a lone wolf. Just a know? lone wolf. Yeah, what I focused was on Harry Potter at that time. Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter nice. was the thing. Harry Potter is a is a pretty good series. Yeah, loved love Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, would you read the books or did you read both? I books read and the books and everything. I read all the books at that time. I was like really on Harry Potter and Twilight, but Twilight didn't really catch on to me. And just like Harry Potter did. You know? Yeah. Okay. I feel you. So yeah. So just in general. Do you face any kind of like you know prejudice, racism? Well, okay. Uh, sexism. Sexism? Not really. Um, I came from a very ratchet town in ratchet. Indiana. Okay. Yeah, it was like one of the most smallest towns, and every single day there would be something a fight in the hallway, <laughs> and you know, I just loved loved that environment for some reason yeah. you know it was just a small town vibes and yeah. i love those and um there, i never faced any kind of problems except one time like um in my english class they were like it was literally september 11 and the teacher was talking about like like september 11 and then she literally pointed at me like uh Naza, what do you know like what do you know about <laughs> september is. 11 like I was the only Muslim kid, and um, I don't know if she knew that, but that that was kind of weird in front of the whole class that she asked. It was pretty pretentious of her, I would have yeah. to say. Yeah. And she was like, you must know something, because it was a terrorist attack, and I was like... Oh my god. I didn't know how to respond to that, and I was like, um... Oh my I, god. I was like, I know all the basic informations like you do. I was like that. I didn't do anything, but I pr- uh, she got fired after a while. She like I didn't see her, um, Mrs. I'm not gonna say her name, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't see her. But I was my class was changed. I I went to the principal. He was a very nice dude. I was I didn't tell her what was it was, but I was like, can you just change my class? And he did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was very nice, and yeah. I never faced anything else. I came to Dallas. I heard Dallas people are very racist. God, Republican state, bro. Texas. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I never faced anything. I don't think I ever faced anything like that before. Racism-wise, you know. Yeah. I very much love Texas, you know. I'll never go back to Indiana. (laughs) Even though I love the small town vibes. Yeah. I like it over here. I feel you, yeah. But you like the small town vibes. Yeah, I actually do, like, um... Uh, I used to live in kind of a small town as well. Yeah. That's what you mean. Like, kind of like New Orleans that I uh, went last week. It was... I don't know, I just got this... Not small town vibes, like some... 
you know, like um, old Western vibe, old vintage vibes. Vintage, okay. I really love those. You know, the one thing I guess I think I feel like all Desi people have gone through, especially is like this is the status quo. Oh, I'm Bengali. No, you're Indian. <laughs> oh, you stink. You know what I'm saying? Like that's us. I feel like those are like the racial stereotypes we've all just kind of gone through. You know, it was like there's it was like I'm Bengali, or it was like where is that Bangladesh? You know, like oh so. Yeah, so I was like, it's it's right, India. Yeah, like it's yeah. right next to India. Oh, so basically India. I was like, no, what? dude. We have our own country, all right? 1971. Yes, sir. Own country. Okay, yeah. Maybe it was a part of India at one point, but it's an independent country now. Yeah. So no, it was part of Pakistan. No, but remember, like, Pakistan also used oh, to be part, part of India. Part of India, yeah. So I, I say that a lot, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah oh, I my don't. friend doesn't listen to this because she always argues it. Like, she's like, you never can be a Telugu, but I am a Bengali because you're part <laughs> Indian. <laughs> she just, she, she's like, she's funny. She's yeah. not, she's joking around. She yeah, doesn't I know, mean I feel, Yeah. So, Simran, I just want to ask you, um, what, what, what exactly is kind of your meaning of life kind of just yeah what is life to you basically how do you want to play it out what do you think people oh, should have damn. I, I don't even go know. all out <laughs> go all out if you want okay i'm not big i'm not a big planner whatever is gonna happen so, it's gonna happen tomorrow like so i'm just, just like very like everything you do is like spontaneous basically basically like um whatever's today it's today you know, like, so I'm just gonna live in, like, live today, yeah. You don't think too much into the future? Not really. Right now, this is why I will never be a doctor, I think. <laughs> oh, no, also blood. I hate blood. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot plan and everything. Um, Honestly, like, all my life, I thought I was gonna be a photographer, but then by the pressure of my parents, I had to See. do, like, I'm, obviously, I had to go to class for engineering and TVH. Yeah. I hate that, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like every engineer becomes a photographer <laughs> at some point. But um, I really do like photography from a young age. Yeah. I always wanted to be a wildlife, like nature photos. Um, Arki. Um, so I just have to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of go off topic with my questions, but this is kind of my question is like, I don't even know if they can hear me, but my question kind of is, is like, you were mentioned. Uh-huh. You're gonna talk about me being a comedian, right? No, that that's not what I was gonna. I was gonna talk about like, um, your parents, right? The pressure. But what is your like, uh, the the Desi culture in general, right? I would I would have to say I, I like the culture, right? It's beautiful. The food style is very elegant and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Our events, our parties, I would say it's very unique, right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, you know, the social status of it, or like. The social, like the status quo, or the, you know, the social norms in our in that Desi culture. What is your opinion on it? How do you find it to be kind of like detrimental, or do you think it's kind of like a, it's like in the middle, like it where it has its positive sides, but it also the toxic sides of social. No, it's all toxic. You think it's all toxic? No, I'm just joking. Oh <laughs> no, it does have its positive side, in my opinion, and um. And also, everything has its positive and negatives, you know? That's what I think. Um, Dude, that's a... You're asking very good questions. Yes. It's too late for this. No, not too late. Sorry, I'm moving myself. What can I say? Yeah, there's positive and negatives, you know? Like, um... You know, there's, like... Obviously, 
the elders talks about it and there's like a pressure competition between your cousins <laughs> like yeah. all of those things are there but can't think of anything positive right now <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she's like she's like she's like going on like yeah it has its positives and stuff like that you know what can i say about the positive well um... how about this I'll, I'll say something about the positives you know yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be transparent i also do think like the just in general yeah it can be very toxic and stuff like that and it can be very detrimental to you know their kids and you know their mental state and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it's i'm not just saying this because just to say it, like, it's not bullshit, and I don't mm-hmm. expect anyone to go with it. I've seen it before, and I know people who've experienced it before, you know, mm-hmm. as we all have. I feel like, just in general, for me, it's been very different. I would have to say my mom's kind of progressive. Mm-hmm. She's she's progressive and stuff like that. Not, like, substantial, like, at the point of Generation Z and how we, like, view social issues. But she's kind of progressive, and she kind of, even though she's the oldest, she kind of shies away from those normal social norms. Mm-hmm. But the positive sides, I would have to say, it can toughen up your kid. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, they're so hard mm-hmm. and they're very tough. And when your kids grow up, when they're dealing with something like that, when there's like some sort of endeavor, whatever it is, they're going to have, a, I would have to say, they would probably have a lot of mental toughness. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. That's, that's one of the positive that's very sides. Positive, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you're going to end up having a great life if you follow every rules of your parents. Um, I Actually, you know what? Financially great. I would say that. I would say that. But yeah. I cannot say about emotionally. You know? That's like, what I think too. Yeah. If, you, if you don't go on your own path, if you don't follow your own dreams, then that's uh, going to bother you all your life. Like, I, I feel that. Because, like, whenever I go for an exam, like, yeah. engineering classes and everything I ask myself why am I here why am I wasting money on this <laughs> like I literally don't want to do that yeah. but I'm still doing it just to keep them happy just to for the sake of this society well yeah. at least the society doesn't ask for like uh, from me but like my parents expect me to do it so that they can talk about it you know <laughs> just brag about it and brag about it yeah parties which is, I don't know, I don't, I understand them because, like, I feel like everybody in my family does that. Like, all of my cousins, they're, like, cousins, like, they're, like, doctors or, like, engineers and everything. My question is, is, like, okay, I can understand why they want to brag about engineering. Those are cool stuff. But it's, like, being a photographer, that's really cool, too. Imagine telling your, like, telling other people, yes, my daughter is a photographer. Like, that sounds really cool. If, if, yeah. I, if I was a Bengali parent or mm-hmm. a Desi parent. I would be like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's the thing about this generation. That's, I, feel, I feel like the problem, yeah, the problem is with a lot of our parents. Um, yeah, they're just not that progressive. They have a lot of, they yeah. still have their conservative values and, and stuff like that. It could be just you. Uh, there are people right now, like, yeah, exactly. they're not that very progressive. Like, exactly. my sister's not that progressive. I know her, like, yeah. she's going to pressure her kids uh, for a fact. The Browns is, the Brown culture and stuff like that. This in general, just like, yeah, it, it, it food tastes good but socially like you know i'm gonna be honest like i feel like because of like a lot of like the parents and how they act and like you know what i'm saying kind of like i don't know they just sometimes they you know we're kind of trying to have fun Mm -hmm. and they're like not like they're all about they're not considerate i guess yeah they're all about about safety but they're but i feel like even with that safety stuff it makes them kind of inconsiderate Mm -hmm. so like not being considerate of like we're just trying to we're just kids right now Mm-hmm. Or we're like, we're young people. And we're just trying to have fun because 
You know what I'm saying? And I feel yeah. like that has taught me a lot just in general about human beings. You know I what I'm saying? I think that's the wrong thing, you know? Yeah. Like, when they stop someone from doing something, like, um, you know, like, they stop them from doing a lot of things, going out and everything, I feel like that's very wrong, you know? Yeah. Everyone yeah. should experience it or that... I feel like that person will just go out and do everything and that's like... The thing is, it's like... I feel like when you're, like, secluding your kid and, like, not, like, you tell them, like, they can't even have privacy and stuff like that, and you, they have to tell you every every place that they're at, like, they're not able to do things, they're going to be much more secretive. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell your parents, and, they, and their parents keep elevating them, they'll be, like, giving them reassurance, you can tell me anything, but then later on, it's like, oh, you cannot do this, you know what I'm saying? I gotta know exactly what you're doing every single and every moment, right? And so that subsequently, that leads kids to be, like, not tell our parents anything. Yeah. But from what I've seen, when parents give them a, a peaceful, a breathable, a, a, a balanced freedom and privacy, mm-hmm. their kids automatically just tell them everything. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I, again, I'm not just trying to like flirt out words and, and just say this. I've seen, I've met kids. Would you be able to tell your mom everything? You know... I feel like I'm at a point where I can tell my mom stuff, but there's still some things where I can tell her stuff because I just feel like she, even though, I, like I said, she's progressive, she still holds to certain values. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like I can't tell her that thing, those things as well. So yeah, I, I just feel like, yeah, I, I love my mom a lot. And the thing is, it's like my mom's very love, like loving. And this is not indicative of like parents who are very tough on their kids. It's not a sign of them not loving you. This is just their, like, th- because they love you a lot, it's because you're doing that. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's, like, pretty detrimental or it's really tough or hurts you a lot, a lot of them parents are just doing it because that's how they were raised. And so when they're moving to America, it's, it's just different because when you're in America, right, people are so different in America. Mm-hmm. People have re- so many different things to do and the way they act and how they treat people. This is why it's very progressive. You go to countries like Bangladesh, where we're from, it's very based. It's very, yeah. it's, it's just a, a, like a fundamental rudimentary, mm-hmm. or sorry, it's a very methodical, I would yeah. say, where people just, it's it, they just have a co- coherent way of doing things, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like the way they raise the society in general. Well, this society, right, is so progressive. And so there's so many different ideas, d- different theories, different, you know, ideologies, philosophies, values that people have. And so that's why it's like, when you're an American being raised, you question your parents a lot about these things. You're just like saying like, oh, well, you know, my friend's not being treated this way. Why am I being treated this way? And stuff like that, which is one of the questions a lot of, you know, Desi kids ask. And so, but when you're in Bangladesh, you're probably not going to be asking these, these questions because every parent, all their Bengali kids, all their Desi kids, the same way in their home countries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's very like methodical, very, very coherent way of, doing, of raising their kids because everyone just does it in the same way. You know what I'm saying? That's the status quo. The status quo in America is different. It's spread out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a different way of doing things. Exactly. Like, some parents just, like, they don't genderize their kid. You know what I'm saying? Their baby. When they're newborn, they don't even, like, genderize them and stuff like that. And they, like, don't get them, like, the typical. If they're a boy, they're born a boy, they don't get them boy stuff. And, like, they just try to, I think it's called babies. Babies. T-H-E-Y. Bees. Oh, babies. It's just like they try I've to get them to choose. Yeah. They got to get them to choose like 
as babies, like, which one do you want? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like, I agree with that at, ex- at an extent. You know, you can't just be like, they're they. This is literally how I'm like gonna, you know, b- uh, like literally how I'm gonna show my child. Like, you're gonna choose what you're gonna choose. That's why for Christmas they're gonna get, they're gonna get like apples or watermelons. No Nintendos. <laughs> oh, no Nintendo! I'm getting my kids Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendos, bro. I, I feel like you're gonna just, you're just gonna get it for yourself. And they'll be like, here you go, I baby. I will, I would. <laughs> but You'll be one of those parents. I feel like as babies, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a justification just to be like, have them wear boy clothes or girl clothes. Mm-hmm. But when they're when they're growing older, it's like, they can like they can be feminine, they can be masculine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a problem with that um, because of like, you know, how things are, the society, stuff like that here in America. So it's like, if they're like, they want to wear kind of like you know if they're a guy they want to wear some woman clothes and stuff like that they can do that you know what they I'm saying yeah. you know if they're gay I don't really care you know what I'm saying that's I know it's like it's bad yeah bad in terms of like you know our religion but it's like I, I'm just come to the point everybody has their own choice yeah that's what I'm saying and but the thing about gay people and stuff like that and I don't mean to offend anyone who's like very religious this is just from what I researched the animal kingdom, homosexuality, is a common thing. The majority of, like, animal species, they practice in homosexuality. So it's like, because we're animals, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're animals, being homosexual is a very natural thing for a lot of people. So it's like, when you're born, you're not born. You're either born straight or gay. It's not like a choice. It's not like, out of nowhere, switch, you're gay. A lot mm-hmm. of people do it for attention. I think, um, I thought I was... No, I'm not going to say it, actually. Why? Uh, I was I was curious at one point. You know what I'm saying? That's not a bad thing to say. People can be curious. I just, yeah, you're right. This, that's, a, that's a bad stigma right there. But yeah, I was curious one day, one time. Hey, so. being curious is not a bad thing. Yeah. Off record, but now yeah. on record. But yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a common thing. So it's like, it's weird because animals won't judge other animals for being homosexual. Mm-hmm. They won't because it's a natural thing. Yeah. It's a natural, and we're animals, we're creatures. I feel like we're all curious at a point. Like, if you're yeah, attracted to a, to a certain gender, or like, mm-hmm. any gender, or... I wasn't curious at one point, and... Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I never felt that toward woman, or, you know, I, I was always into guys. But, um, the thing is, this could be, like, same thing with a gay person or a lesbian like they do not feel anything for the, um, different gender you know yeah. it's just because people come out with all this stuff like I'm coming out as gay or lesbian it's because they do this it's because like you know our society for so really? long I, I would say because they're saying it's like in general you know okay. people are like oh this is my coming out story oh, instead oh, of just yeah. being like oh so you're gay like yeah like you know like a lot of people just do like mm-hmm. a lot of coming out stories it's because for so long straight was like you have to oh, be straight oh, yeah, you, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like a lot of people a lot of gay people had like these coming out stories kind of yeah those are really brave and, yeah um, yeah I saw some coming out stories and um amazing like um you know, like, how they hit it before. Like, I would say, yeah, 2012, when I came here, like, first in middle school and everything, it was still, like, a big thing. People were having a hard time yeah. coming out, um, especially in my middle school. Um, you know, like, I was, like, I was really happy 
um, I was saying it to one of my friends and one of my friends was like, you're happy, that means you're gay, because happy means oh gay. Oh my god, yeah. You know, back then, like, and then there was jokes like, oh, that's so gay. You know, remember the jokes those? still go around to this day. Yeah. And I mean, like, now it's, I don't know, but back then people used to take that offensively. Oh my gosh, I'm talking so loud. Yeah, it's okay. So, yeah. Back then, yeah, uh, like literally when my friend said that, oh my gosh, you mean you're gay? I'm like, when did you say that? I did not understand the joke at that time. But yeah. she said that to someone else and then someone else got offended by it. Like, dude, I'm just saying I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, that means gay. And then that person got offended. So, yeah. but now I feel like it's pretty normal. Yeah, it's, good. it's But getting... still in the society, it's such a big thing. Actually, mm-hmm. actually, it's such a big thing. It's it so is a very big deal, yeah. Bengali kids to come out. Desi like, kids, Desi yeah. kids to come out. Um, I just heard uh, heard this story, like one one week ago. It's not a story actually; it's real life. Um, this guy, the son, like um, like from a rich family. This guy from a rich family, he got married, and everybody was like really happy. We saw some pictures and Instagram. It was amazing. You know, they're, like, really rich and everything. And this guy never came out, came out as gay, you know. Comes mm-hmm. out after a week of marriage. Like, Dang. literally such expensive wedding and everything. He comes out after a week. Like, that's so they bad. They divorce the wife? Yeah, I think they're going to uh, annul it, I guess. Is that a word? Annul it? Annul it. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Basically, they're going to cancel the like the wedding I don't know all oh, the wedding is in ha- hasn't even happened yet no it did happen so they're just gonna null it you know instead of a divorce because it's been a week oh okay that makes yeah. sense but I just feel bad for the girl you know it was not fair to her she was excited for her, like her husband and everything that's another thing in Bangladesh you know you don't really know your partner like most of the Dang, marriages that's very true most of the marriages you don't know your partner truly like they don't date before they marry like there's like arranged marriage and that's, that's like so really hard yeah. I, I would say the arranged marriage i have ambivalence towards it because it's like if you're forcing someone to do an arranged marriage that's obviously wrong mm-hmm. but it's like if it's a choice like mom give me arranged marriage that's cool yeah i mean it depends on the people i feel like some people some people like some girls and guys they are forced into arranged marriage which is bad that's bad yeah like that's pretty bad it's pretty egregious but if you're single and you're still looking for it and you're just desperate at this point Uh, if you're just desperate at the point you're just like yeah mom just just give me your arranged marriage that's that's another positive (laughs) for the desi community or the culture it's like you just get an arranged marriage whenever you feel like it. I was like, yeah, yeah, give me arranged marriage, mom. Like, I just need it now. It's like, acha, okay, good. We'll do it. We'll find you wife <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, actually, there's a really good show you can find in Amazon oh. Prime. It's called Made in Heaven. Oh. That's like, a, a we- like, it's about a wedding planner. And it's amazing how they show a lot of different kinds of wedding uh, weddings in India. Oh, you're about to talk about the uh, Indian matchmaking on Netflix. Oh, really? Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I thought that's what you were about to talk about. Oh, no, not Indian matchmaking. I would never, ever recommend that. I'll never, <laughs> ever recommend... Uh, what is her name? Seema Taparia. I'll never, <laughs> never recommend her. Yeah. But watch Made in Heaven. It's so good. It's also about um, the gay community in okay. India and... 
Kia weddings and it's really good. Yeah. You have to watch it. Um, so yeah, Desi, uh, Desi people. Okay, we're going to end that topic. Um, <laughs> uh, do you want to say anything else about it? Oh, I'm good. Okay, so um, now that more stuff is coming mm-hmm. out, you know, about just in general our, our state, like the earth in general, like its health and stuff like that is really bad. It's like really egregious right now. It's like it's in a bad state. Do you feel like the countdown is really gonna end the art? Okay, so she's talking about the seven year countdown in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Manhattan. It's about like until like what was it like everything melts, like or oh. high temperatures, we're gonna have heat waves, wildfires, like ab- abrupt there's just like perpetual like wildfires and stuff like that and the world's like gonna flood or something like that because mm-hmm. it's like the was it the Arctic, like all the ice, if that all melts, because mm-hmm. you know how like you have a glass of water. The yeah, like if you have a glass of water and you put ice, right, the water rises, right. Mm-hmm. So when the ice all melts, the water's level are gonna yeah. rise. The first thing to go down is Bangladesh. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, we're all just gonna be flooding. We have like seven years left, and it's like, and it's it's just show. It's, it's a, just global warming and yeah. um all the like ambition all, we are having. Right? But yeah, this is all just a direct result of all humans' actions. Mm-hmm. Pollution, you know, um, polluting the water. You know, all, all these stuff going in the air. Plastic. Littering, like, everything. Plastic in the water, like, these are all, like, the the earth is bad because of, like, how much we've kind of advanced technology and, for, like, completely forgot about the nature side because we're so fed up. We're, like, it's like a hubris. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm mean, Like, humans have this much, have this hubris is the word, right? Sure. Search up hubris real quick, do we know? Okay, if someone... What is hubris? <laughs> hubris. Here. Uh, search up hubris. Here's some information. Hubris. Hubris. Was I saying hubris? You said hubris. Yeah, hubris. Because uh, people, humans, we have so much hubris that we're just constantly, perpetually trying to advance our technology, advance... Mm-hmm kind of our state of living I think and because of that that's being very detrimental to our society and it's not just the pollution technology in general social media you know being on our phones all day and just being completely oblivious to what's happening out there I think that's also been very detrimental to us as well as human beings as we're evolving people are just being much more oblivious much more inconsiderate because we're all just so focused on what this little phone has and funny enough i'm using this phone right now to record this podcast <laughs> but like social media getting likes you know taking pictures all these things we're all distracted by it we are we are very distracted by it and i think everything that's happening bad and well not just not just pollution in the physical state social issues societal issues socioeconomic issues is just all humans everything like i would have to say blame humans you know what i'm saying uh, you can blame some animals for like for no, like no. not all it's animals human. it's just humans in general like just killing animals poaching animals you know what i'm saying 350 elephants have died in africa or something like that because of like like a toxin or a toxin or something like that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like uh, like everything is just going feel like it's um religious 
religion wise what's your opinion on that like do you think it's like karma or something like um you know there has been a lot of bad things going on in the world you know like there was that um thing in california you know they ruled out in the court i would have to say and humans humans in general right let's just this is be completely honest here right humans human beings we're one we're very selfish mm-hmm. we're so selfish i think this is clearly like some sort of karma because like i said all of the bad stuff happening in the world right now is a direct result of our actions as human beings as homo sapiens as as animals so we're so selfish we're so prideful and we're so like we just do things out of the necessity of our needs or out of for our necessities sorry mm-hmm. necessities of our needs but because of our necessities and our wants we've completely forgotten about a whole other animal kingdom or plants and the earth in general the, the home that we have the planet that's ours for us to, to live in and have oxygen you know what i'm saying and it's because of that it's like some sort of karma you know what i'm saying if you want to put it religious wise it's like an act of god and stuff like that he god maybe be like you guys are so selfish and dumb that you guys need like a lesson it's like teaching a kid discipline you know what i'm saying except this is going by the extreme right i'll die it's, it's, uh, like the thing is the seven year counter it has like a lifeline air like category where it's like we can still make a change in the next seven years i'm gonna be 24 at that time who knows what's gonna happen and so it's like so you think that seven year countdown is like our time to just improve and see I, i think so yeah not just not just improvement as like self improvement too you know what yeah. i'm saying like like improving yourself as you know just a human being or improving yourself as this is why like yeah. before covid um no i'm going to say this okay also the sales uh like volunteer and all that Yeah. yeah bro and i just think that to know about the seven year time i think also or a seven year countdown i think it's like we need to do the most we can yeah as people you know what i'm saying i think there's always time to be selfish i think we got to be selfish to to get what we want but right now i feel like we got to be more selfless now you know i know my my message right now is i'm going to go across the whole world i only have like an estimated audience of like 25 people <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah it's just really poignant it's like really sad and depressing but at the end of the day i've kind of just i don't know maybe it has to happen at the moment where i'll be hella scared but right now i'm not pe- petrified i don't have a trepidation right now so i've kind of accepted death Mm-hmm. already you know that that sounds really sad but yeah i have you did like i accept death like i accept death. it to happen like if it happens to me it happens but it's like the point is it's like that's like a big thing like yeah. it's not easy to do uh, yeah i mean maybe maybe it's just my ego or something maybe i i still do have a deep trepidation i don't know but i've kind of just accepted it because it's not just that i've seen what humans have done we have done nasty egregious like bad things not just to our earth but to other human beings like you just look back at history we have one year we have done really bad things and history is playing out again we got concentration camps 
back yeah. in China. History's playing all over again. We got concentration camps. The human the humanitarian um, Black crisis. Lives Matter, Black protest. Lives Matter. Oh my god. The humanitarian crisis in Yemen. Yeah. Like we're 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 having, like history is just playing out again. You know what I'm saying? It's playing its thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I've just accepted the fact that, okay, yep, we died because of us. Even though, I like I know I didn't didn't have a substantial effect on the earth. I didn't do too much, but it's like. We're all humans, and we've all done selfish things. We're all using things right now that are pretty much killing us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, humans. Our own tracking devices. Yeah. Did you watch uh, Lady Bird where Timothy Chalamet goes like, oh, we're all going to have cell phones in the future, and it's no, all going to be them. our tracking devices. Oh. Was Lady Bird a, Lady Bird a book? No, um, it was a movie... Um, did you watch it, Jimena? No, I know it's in Netflix. Yeah. With, uh, Timothy Chalamet. How do you pronounce his name? Chalamet? Yeah, it is Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, Lady Bird was a good movie, you know, about this... I'm not gonna explain the whole movie. It's just... <laughs> it was about after 9-11, and it was about a girl going to high school and college. Yeah, and moving mm-hmm. to New York after yeah. that. Dang. And I live in those trees. You know, just to get into politics, it's kind of funny to me that, you know, a lot of the Republicans, conservatives, like a lot of people were saying all buildings matter, kind of as a direct response to a lot of these Republicans and conservatives saying, well, all lives matter. I just found it so ironic that, and very funny, like, all these Republicans were like saying, this is offensive. It's offensive for saying all buildings matter. It's like... Okay, but that's how we feel when you say all lives matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I find really funny. It's like, it's funny too, like they're saying, you know, remember 9-11, but forget all the police brutality. Yeah. They just shrug it off. They're like, don't forget 9-11. Don't forget it. You know, crap, no one forgot it. You know, no one did. No one did. And you know what's, you know what's crazy? And again, I just want to say, this doesn't take away, like the victims, the victims of 9-11, really sad. It will, this, but like this is not to eviscerate it or to take away, but like Muslims, Desi people, Punjabis, like they have died after the effects of like they have been uh, hate crimes have occurred, and mm-hmm. a lot of deaths are like a thousand times more than the amount of deaths in nine eleven. There was like two thousand deaths, but in total, like there's like ten thousand deaths when it came to like Muslims or Desi people who had nothing to do with nine eleven. Nothing to do with 9-11. Yeah. But they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. There was a photographer who got caught um, because of that. They thought yeah. he was terrorist. He was just a landscape photographer. Yeah. And he was Muslim. Yeah, it's really sad, bro. It's really sad. I heard about that and then... Damn. Just think about me. I do landscape photography. Just think about me doing the landscape yeah, photography really back in nine, like in 2001 and... Bro. My my brother was 12 years old at the time when it happened. And people knew he was a Muslim, so he's beat up for it, bullied for it. Yeah. Yeah, my brother is... My brother's 31 now, though. He's always... He's cooler now. But he was cool back then. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Damn. Yeah, no. Can't even imagine, you know? Yeah, I can't imagine either. Here's the thing, he's gone through actual... I feel like he... Not actually, like he's gone through actual racism before and prejudice and discrimination you know oppression like he's actually gone through that i've never really gone through it growing up like not really 
You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I, I'll have to say I'm blessed. I'm, uh, I feel privileged for that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm happy that I didn't go, have to go through that. But it was really sad for to know that my brother did. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. We just... Yeah. yeah. I just... That's one of the, like, things that I really resent is bullying. Like, um, that's something that stays with you for a long time. It does. You already yeah. know, like, about some of the stuff I talked about. Like, mm-hmm. it still stays with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never went through it personally, but, like, I have friends who did. And, yeah. Um, they always tell me, like, it just stays with you. You know. It that, just does. Yeah. You, you know, the... the, the for that, it's like people said, like time heals, right? Or time heals. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think during, throughout time, you don't. The, it doesn't heal your pain. You just learn how to live with it, basically. Yeah. This is what it's an. It's a quote from Itachi from Naruto. <laughs> it's an anime. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Hopefully, anime. some anime fans. I'm gonna start watching anime. Actually. Really? I'm gonna start watching the Avatar. Oh, Avatar Last Airbender. Last well, technically, Technically, I guess that's not like an anime. It's like it's the style looks anime, but it's like really not. But no, watch Avatar: Last Airbender. Okay. I'm telling you, it's okay. really good. I watched Dead Note, and I really love it. You know. But I'm telling Avatar. Did you watch Dead Note? I watched a little bit of it. Dude, it's so good. I kind of already know, kind of like I think I already know, kind of story. Like it's I so good. It is it's pretty interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Would you support the guy? Um, light. The, yeah, light Yagami. Mm-mm. I mean, at the time, because like it showed. But he him. was killing all the criminals. No, I don't. I don't support him. I'm saying like, when he had it, and stuff like that. Like I was like rooting for him because I didn't know how evil he was gonna turn out. Yeah. Then he out After of nowhere. After that, he started to kill innocent people, like innocent police officers and all. I feel like uh, when he was saving that that girl from like almost being raped or something like that. That was good. I feel like, yeah, like, even though I'm, like, yeah, the killing wasn't wrong, but, like, what else he's gonna do, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not, he's in, he's not strong enough to defend her. He was a student back yeah. then, and then he, the girl was, like, getting harassed. Yeah, he started becoming more, you know, darker, more evil, more malicious, malevolent. I just saw an article, that reminds me, I just saw an article, like, in India, they're, um, trying to get, um, chemical castration for rape and harassment. Dang. That is something. Wow. I, I totally support that. That's interesting. That, I totally support because, that. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, India has been known for like steroids. Mm-hmm. Like the men have to get sterilized for so like a chemical produce or something. Yeah. So like... Castration is much better. They can easily make that a law and reduce rape victims for sure. You know, speaking about that, it's kind of reminding me of the death penalty and stuff like that. You know how they use lethal injection? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you guys think? Like, you guys, um, or Simran, you can you can answer if you want to, Jumina, but do you believe in the te- death penalty? Do you think we should keep it or, or what? Because oh Joe Biden, he wants to completely, like, eviscerate it. Like, he okay, wants it gone. So, from according to researches, I've actually, like, read about it in books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, death penalty, I'll hold it over here so that oh, okay, I can thank hear. you. I was just checking if it was playing good enough. And I was seeing like it was moving the yeah, So, um according to the books, death penalty is just like it doesn't discourage other people to uh not commit murder, you know? Uh, cuz the whole point of the sentencing and like 
the justice system is to like discourage other people so that they see that oh these crimes are actually they have like consequences and these consequences are very severe like they can cost your life so like people are rational thinkers and when they think about these consequences they choose not to make the mm-hmm. crime right mm-hmm. that's how we think but like um according to the studies they have seen that that um people who commit murder are so steadfast on their belief because it's a huge crime right they're so steadfast on their belief um of murder that they like they don't think about anything else like it's hard to change their beliefs whereas like you know if it was like a small crime like if you were like were to like steal something from the store you would be more hesitant right Oh, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? I see what you mean. So, yeah, death penalty, like, people who are going to commit murder, they're going to commit murder. Like, they just will. Like, it's death penalties are not going to discourage them to commit murder. But obviously, it's needed because I feel like mm-hmm. society needs a system. Um, and yeah. so this system controls these criminals because if they get out of sentence, if they get out of their, you know, whatever jail time, um, it's likely that they're gonna commit crimes again because crimes like murder are very are gonna happen no matter what yeah they're they're inevitable and people who commit murder they're like they're chronic murder they're chronic criminals like they're gonna commit it again right because it's a very strong crime right right so yeah so death penalty is needed because it's allows the system to be neutral i guess but it doesn't have any okay. effects on other people so, or other criminals. Right. Okay, so my, my kind of question for you is like, so I don't have a, like an assertion, like I don't have a full opinion on the death penalty. I don't, I don't, it's because I don't have maybe more information on it. So I, I'm ambivalent towards it, right? Like I'm more like, yeah, like death penalty, like for rapists or murder, like, I don't know, it just, a rapist, I, you know, I, I would say definitely like, probably get a death penalty but it's like we have seen the system has really failed a lot of people you know what i'm saying yeah it's failed so many people um the central park five is a perfect example of these teens in 1989 literally getting accused racial profile and, and the police officers like everyone mm-hmm. like they just coerce them into admitting you know what i'm saying and it's not just 1989 rihanna taylor they're getting charged for the police officers or the people involved. Mm-hmm. They're getting charged for missing the shots and drywall or whatever it was. And it's like the system is still feeling us to this day. The Black Panther Party, 50 years ago, or was it 50 years ago? I don't know. But they were talking about police brutality. What is the main topic? What is one of the main topics we're still talking about now in Black Lives Matter? Police brutality, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, when it comes to the death penalty, that's like irreversible, you know? So it's like, what if someone is like falsely accused? There has been- and then the death date, they get the death penalty. Is the death penalty still justifiable? And that at that point, even if it's like, in, if someone gets wrongly accused, there's no evidence or wh- whatever it is, okay? Mm-hmm. They get wrongly accused and they get the death penalty. Irreversible, can't do nothing about it. Should the death penalty still be around? Is it still justifiable? That's kind of my question for you. Are you totally lost right now? (laughs) 
Okay, so like the system is Theodos, right? It, yeah, it's many times. People, yeah, yeah. Even Bron- sure. like Brianna Taylor, the yeah, system yeah. is failing you right now. Is is not working. So when someone is wrongly accused, right? Okay. They say they're wrongly accused and they get the death penalty. And it's irreversible. They do it. Is the death penalty still like justifiable? I mean, for those wrong accused. Yeah, but like, but that's like, no. But also, you can't just take away um, mm. these laws because mm. this is the way our system works. We need laws to maintain people's behaviors, right? Mm. Obviously, people, or it's gonna we're gonna have a corrupt system. Yeah, we're obviously have, the law works only like seventy percent of the time. Yeah, but it's just. It, we can't have a corrupt system. If we don't have laws, we'll have a corrupt system. We'll have a corrupt government. People will act immorally. It's just, it's just um, at this point. Basically, it will be unethical, we, even though it is kind of unethical. I, I mean, I mean, you look at it this right? Like, you can. We want the the only thing we can. I think the only thing we could do is just like move these racial stereotypes and racial profiling, and yeah, like yeah. get a like educate people, uh-huh. spread awareness, like. You know, you, try to s- not non stigmatize the society and like, yeah, know, educate. Again, I, I understand what you're saying and stuff like that, and I agree with you. It's like, but you're mentioning about the corrupt system and stuff like that, and we want a more refined, ref- refined system and stuff like that, right? But yeah. it's like, the system as is right now. The justice it's system corrupt. itself it is, corrupt, right is corrupt and racist. So this whole because definitely... that's the foundation of like the justice system was built by white people. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, it's just like I, I feel, feel like was... the foundation of it is just racist. Yeah, it was. It was. It was very racist. It was against. It was against African American. The foundation of it is very disturbing. Yeah. And yeah. so. So I think we just need a new set of refined justice system because the old this whole racial profiling things goes back to the way it was like initially founded like the mm-hmm. justice system so yes. it needs to be remodeled for sure mm-hmm. I don't think it 100%. has to be eliminated you know we don't want to take it away from the whole uh, I just think I also think like the whole society the whole, again there's so much but it's like there's so much ambivalence to me, it's like so much ambivalence towards. Again, I just need more information. You gave a good saying. You gave really good points. But like I said, it's like. I think it, I just keep going back. It's like, the death penalty. It it is pretty. I would have to say it's kind of unethical and stuff like that. I just don't know if it's like, if we remove the death penalty. I don't see like. I don't see the substantial, effect, of like. Crime is still gonna be crimes. Crime like it's gonna crime has been really up anyway. But the thing about thing the thing about death penalty is it's really hard to get also. You know, like yeah. there's oh, like yeah. um courtroom dates and like there's so many it's things. It's a long process. It is it took like gonna... Ted Bundy for a decade to get death, death penalty. penalty. Yeah. yeah. But also like they were like fighting if he's innocent or not and he wouldn't like Admit that he it's he's a killer, yeah. very manipulative. Yeah. But some people are like, okay, well, the court, the justice system should not have, like, the authority, to commit like to, um, 
Order, yeah, order for death. Because it's like... But like, who, who would have the authority, though? Exactly, but... I don't know, I don't really agree with it as much. Like you said, too. Um, I think lifelong sentences are a better way to go, you know? Um, it's like death penalties. Yeah. But, yeah. What about you? I feel like Simran has not talked that much. No, I did. I did talk. No, no. no but um, no. I was just looking at my phone real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like um, it could be corrupted. Our system, it's not one hundred percent like um, working. Or there's like problems, and everything is not perfect. That's the thing. And obviously, there are innocent men who got the death penalty. And- um, it's just unfortunate, you know, like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what to say. Okay, she just... said it pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro, it's just, there's so much, um, with everything that's going on, and there's so much moral ambiguity, I would have to say. Yeah. Um, and it's just people have so many different sets of morals and stuff like that, it's like, I feel like it's just really difficult to come up with a, a like a vehement conclusion to everything. Like, this is how the world works. This is why people do everything. These are the right morals. These are the wrong morals. Mm-hmm. You know, this is justifiable, you know. But it's like, people just have really different opinions, and they have really good ones as well. And it's like, you just... More ambiguity, basically. It's ambigu- ambiguous, basically. And it's like, at the end of the day, it just depends on your context. I would have to say, with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the social, okay. yeah, the social issues is just, it's really bad. Um, can't believe we, we kind of still have to go through this and kind of have this conversation, but this conversation is pretty intrinsic, so. Yeah. Yeah, man. Social issues, they have their ups and downs. Yeah. You just um I feel like in Indiana that's what happened to me. I did not have like oh my gosh, I don't know if I should say that. But <laughs> you want me to cut this out? No, it's okay. I'll just say it. Um I did not have any trusting friend or mm-hmm. like I did not have I did not develop like a close friendship, you know. I did have some close friends but they're all fake ass bitches. So, I <laughs> I feel like there could be a lot of social issues, but honestly, just one or two trusting friends, if they're always there for you, which I have That's a lot over here, if too, you, yeah. Jumena, like, I trust you guys so much, and then I can talk about anything. I feel like a lot of my social problems are solved. <laughs> yeah, you're a lot scared. You, a lot of your social problems get solved how? I, I just don't know. They don't bother me as much, you know? They don't? Yeah, because, like, when I have that trusted friend with me, you know, like, it's just somehow, like, whenever she's there for me or he's there for me, it's, like, really... All my social issues just fade away. Just like that? Just You just need one trusting friend. I feel like it. Yeah, me Back too. then, I did not have any, you know? Yeah, I ain't um, really close friends. You, you know, it's, like... I would have to say you're one of my closest friends and we don't even like text or call every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I think that's really awesome. 
I, I feel good about that too because like whenever yeah. we meet up we catch up and then we have so much to talk about exactly you know it's, what I'm saying and we do meet up quite but often you're like, still like family to me basically yeah and it's like and, and again like that's not indicative of like if I talk to a friend every day it's like we're not close like I talk to my best friend every day or almost every day and stuff like that. It's like, we're I so I feel like you friend. need that one that's like a little distant and one that's like really close. You need one of those friends that you can mm-hmm. talk to yeah. pretty much every day. I think, yeah. I also think it's just like the reason why we just, we lose a lot of friends and stuff like that. Okay, I just... <laughs> Oh yeah, that's okay. Um, I feel like a reason. <laughs> there are a lot of reasons. Yeah, but a lot of reasons why we we lose a lot of friends. I think it's because, let's just be honest. We all grow up, and then we learn, and we have new morals, philosophies, ideas, and stuff like that. It's like, so it's like when your friends kind of don't, are not on par with the with that stuff like that you have. It's like. You can't stay friends with them forever. It's like, yeah, this is obviously not going to work out. You see, I knew that's going to happen with some of the friends. Mm-hmm. I met, like, when I met them, like, you know, like, even though they were, like, really close friends, I would tell yeah. them anything. I had a feeling that, oh, there will be a day it's going to end, you know? But there was, like, there is some friends in my life that I know that it's going to last forever. I know that we're going to be there for each other even though we are like old and like in a <laughs> retired home or something yeah yeah you know how i look at it i just think it's like instead of trying to look like have a friend and trying to like keep it last long and keep it lasting i think you should look look forward to more of like the moments yeah and stuff like that and it's like even though you have a best it's friend like the quote that andy says at the end of office like yeah oh um, yeah when you wish you know, when I something. I wish you know you're in the good old days. Before you actually left them. Before, before you actually left them. them. I wish you, he's like, I wish you knew that you're in the good old days before you actually left them. Aww. And then he poops into Wallace's car. <laughs> he did what? He poops into Wallace's well, car. Yeah. How do you remember that one? Are you sure oh, that was the last movie. episode? That's something. Oh no! Actually, that's that on the last episode. episode. That I I was I was thinking about the episode when Andy leaves the office, yeah. like and as in like leaves the, uh, Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. Andy was something. Andy was something. Actually, the that was episode, bad on the writers, bro. Like they bad made him, on the writers. They, when they first made him manager, regional manager, he was like really good, and then became like a total hassle. I don't know why that happened. That was such a, a bipolar thing. Like he was so good. He was like good with Aaron and everything, and then. Suddenly, he becomes something like manic, or and Aaron leaves him for Pete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pulled a pan. But Aaron's ending was really good. She found her um, mom and dad. That <laughs> yeah. was sweet. Yeah. Oh, well, we got off topic. Sorry. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I feel <laughs> we like we're talking about the office. Yeah. So, I just think. Yeah, you should look more forward to the moments. One, yeah, moments and never lie to your friend. What's the point of lying? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because I, I feel like we had a lot of lies and a lot of hiding from each other yeah. in my previous friendship. But right now, I just say the truth, even though I get bad reactions. Like, 
I'll be like, oh my gosh, I literally cheated on the diet today, like to my friend, and she would be like, bitch, you're such a weak ass bitch. I would get some negative responses, but I know those are my true friends. Yeah, I feel like it's like you want to hold on, keep a secret from your friend. Like, okay, I understand that, but it's like if I ask you a direct question about that secret, maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of being hypocritical. I kind of told one of my friends like to hold a secret, but it was like I was like at the same time, I was like. If you tell them, or if they ask and you want to tell them, I don't care. You can tell them, basically. You know what I'm saying? That's what I said. Mm-hmm. It's like, just don't tell them. Just, like, don't go up to them and tell them. But if, like, they ask you, then you can probably just tell them if you want. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, I just feel like when you're lying, it's like that trust and that foundation you built with your best friend just kind of goes away. It's like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? It's a whoa. Yeah, it's... You guys can't see, but she visualized like an actual well. You're lying. That trust kind of just like goes away. It's like what? Yeah. Like how am I gonna? How can I trust I feel you? Like now? I'm an expert in friendship. You know. Yeah, I feel more, like you are than, too. more than relationships, I'm more expert in friendship because like I had different type of friendships. You know. Yeah. I moved a lot in my life, like even in Bangladesh because of my dad's job and everything. Yeah. And over here, I moved from like four years in India and then over here suddenly in Texas and then senior year in Texas. So I moved a lot in my life and yeah. I had different types of friendships, you know. Never, it wasn't that close, but I'm planning not to move from Texas anymore. I want Texas to be my home. Really? Yeah, I don't want to move anymore. I just want to stick to one place and, you know, just, I would have something that's permanent. Plus you got like all, like Manvita and them. So Manvita like... and then the group. I really love them and, um, I love this group, you know, like, Hell whenever yeah. we meet, we're so lit. Like, Dang, but I'm, I'm probably going to be moving, though. I moved to my hometown. Maryland? No, Virginia. Oh, I thought your brother was in Maryland, right? He is in Maryland. He's just staying there. That's not his hometown, though. He no. uh, might come here, no, though. No, but you want to move to Virginia. Why? That's my hometown. Or it's not my hometown. My home state. Home state? Yeah, I want to go back to my hometown in Richmond. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, had, I, I also had really good friends there. I mean... But it's like, I, I would have grown up with him, that's the thing. But mm-hmm. I didn't. I, See, that sucks, right? It does suck, yeah. I had to do that all my life. Like, um, like first, second grade in one place, and then third, fourth in another. Dang, yeah. Place. So, yeah. First, first, kindergarten to third grade? Mm-hmm. Was it, no, kindergarten through second grade. So, three years in elementary school. I uh, I went to... Uh, I was in a, one elementary school in Virginia, mm-hmm. and then I made really close friends as well there. And then I moved to a different elementary school for my third through fifth grade years, or second through fifth grade years, or third grade through fifth grade years. I moved, and then I had to move again. And then though I made close friends there as well, and then I had to move. And I made really close friends, like like the neighborhood I was in. I'd play them with them outside. Like if they came outside, I would come out, or they would knock on my house. Like, you want to play? I was like, yeah. I would play, like, swords, like, heroes. It was whatever. It was really fun. And then I had to move. I had no contact with some of, like, most of them. I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Stay there through seventh, through all my sixth grade year. Um, did a little bit of seventh grade, but then moved to Texas. And now I'm here. And just moved a lot. And it was like, yeah, I had different sets of friends as well. Yeah. I was in elementary school. When I was in elementary school in... Oh, but when I was in fifth grade, I actually moved to um, to Texas. I mean, to Atlanta mm-hmm. in my fifth grade year in Virginia. Did you like Atlanta? Dude, 
let me just tell you. So I was in fifth grade in Atlanta for my last one or two months. So it was just, I was just in that school for two. <laughs> I was in that school for the last two months. It was like that transition. All the kids in fifth grade in Atlanta were already cussing, saying bad words, acting bad. Everyone in Virginia were like hella innocent. It was like, it was like a reality check. It was like, whoa, what? <laughs> so it's like I had different sets of friends. And then when I was in Texas, it was like the middle school there. Mm. It was like very hood and stuff Actually, like that. I never started to curse out. Like, um, at least until first year in college. Then I met some people. That just I started cussing in fifth grade because everyone else was doing it. Yeah, I started <laughs> cursing out because everybody around me was cursing yeah. in first uh, year in university. Yeah. But um, before that, I never cursed out. Yeah. Except shit. I don't consider shit as a curse word. What shit? Yeah, because it's a normal it's word. Literally it's literally just poop, bro. It's just poop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with you, but yeah. Um, but yeah, in sixth grade, it was like more of like a hood culture there. And like kids were doing like weed or vape and stuff like that. And I was like peer pressure. And I was trying to, I kind of was, but like I didn't really do anything too bad. Mm-hmm. Which I tried to do good. I was in a, some fights. That's it. I, I think I tried to do weed before. Damn. What? <laughs> yeah, I tried to do weed. But okay. I, I didn't do it. I was too scared. Okay. What? <laughs> Oh, let's talk about a near-death experience. I have many, so you go ahead. I think my near-death ex. I think skateboarding is always a near-death experience. That was you. <laughs> you fell a lot. You yeah. know, I saw a lot of bleeding and then scratches. Yeah. Yeah, and usually I don't I don't wear a helmet. I even bought a helmet. I was supposed to wear it, but I I don't I never wore it. Yeah. So it's like Again, we'll... skateboarding is a near death experience every day for me. <laughs> That's why I feel cool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jonah? Yeah, I'm near death. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, hold on. <laughs> Your face. Madam, keep on. Um, so it was in Bangladesh and my grandparents were coming to our place. Um, they rode the train, so we were all excited. We were like, oh, we're going to go to the train station to pick them up. And so we all went. And you know how it's kind of crowded. It's very crowded. Um, so I was just like really fascinated by the railroads. (laughs) I was kind of young. I was like third grade or so. I don't know. But I was so fascinated by the railroad, so I was just, like, on the edge. It's a really big edge, and then oh. the drop is, like... Yeah, it's a big drop. It's, like, and what, three, four feet or something? It's a very yeah. big drop. It's a big drop. Yeah. Like, oh. so Did Chris say edge. <laughs> I was on the edge. I was just, like, oh, kind of admiring the railroads. <laughs> and then... Of course, my feet slipped or something. I was wearing some weird sandals and I was about to fall. And I was literally like, uh, you know how birds wave their wings? And I was doing that with my hands. I was like, ah. (laughs) And then luckily, our um, hero, which is our driver. Yeah. (laughs) He was our driver. He was our caretaker for the longest time. Um, You know, he like basically helped grew us up so he was there and he was like 
pulled me by one arm and really yanked me out of the way and I flew the other way and I like landed on the, on the ground and I was like and then my dad just like saw I was I was lying on the ground <laughs> he thought I was just lying on the ground and then I had to and then the, our driver told him and he was like and she, my dad was so scarred I was like, what the hell were you doing there? Oh but um, that's the most near-death experience because I was tiny, right? I was tiny and it was like a three feet fall. So if I fell that, I wouldn't, bones would be broken, bro. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I've heard so many terrible stories about people falling on those yeah. pits. And yeah. Around those tracks and... I hate those tracks. I, honestly... Those tracks are scary. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just on the edge. And there's like so many like um, pointy yeah. stones. There's right? so many pointy stones. Like if I were to fall on that. <gasps> yeah, you're literally, you're going to be. Oh my gosh. Another really, it was with Simran. That's why I'm mentioning <laughs> okay, it. Okay, Remember when we were going to Boba? That car. Oh my god! Do you want to explain that story? Okay, so Jimena was driving, driving and I was in the front as well. We we're trying to get... Uh, Boba Republic, you know? Yeah. Jimena was driving. Loki was kind of scared. <laughs> she was, like, talking and driving at the same time. And, you know, when she talks, she goes on a different dementia. Yeah. Dimension and... That's I said dementia. <laughs> but, like, I've noticed that by myself that I literally change subjects so fast. And... That's why I interrupt Arika all the time. But yeah. it wasn't your and fault, though. That ex- uh, almost okay, accident yeah, thing. Yeah, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't her just, fault. Was it was green light, and she was, was like, going, you know, slowly, thank God, because it was like a, like a um, yeah. you know, like a light. And um, basically, this car, out of nowhere, everybody had to stop. Like, oh, I'm talking so loud. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited that we are almost in the next. How did you know the Oh no! So basically, what happened was it was green light, and we were it like us was going on a lane, and there was like two other lanes, so those cars were going straight, and suddenly this car from. Th- the other um direction it just came and it wasn't their right because they had a red light definitely and they just took off and then thank god we were going in a slow pace so we had to break it but it was like but if i were to like if she was going on a like a speed limit the speed limit was like the speed limit was 50. Like, yeah. Speed limit was 50. It was 50 in that road. We had the light, so I started off kind of slow. I don't it was I never like start tw- off like my yeah. car with yeah, the bottom acceleration because yeah. don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for your car too, yeah. wasting gas. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Noted. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was going at a slow pace, so I, I managed to break, but that was so scary. The car came out of nowhere. All the cars break, um, luckily. Uh, but imagine if we were not slow, though, right? Because that happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if if she wasn't slow, like if she was going on a speed limit or something, like even on a speed limit, it would it could have been a very big accident. Yeah, like a very big accident. But thank God. Yeah, but. I just, um, I'm so crying about the fact that I was like, when Jumina's talking, she's in her own dimension. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. She does go on a different dimension. She does, bro. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Okay, let me try to really think about a near-death experience, bro. Dude, um, let me tell you mine. Actually, there's so many. I don't know which one to cho- choose. Yeah, like, y'all, the, has, y'all have been so many near-death experiences. I had a shark attack. <sighs> I mean, like, it didn't happen to me. Oh. Like, there was a shark behind me when I was, like, swimming. And, like, I don't, that was kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but um, the one that I really want to talk about is the New Mexico one, where I had to jump in a blue hole, and it was really nice. You know, it's like it's a really nice underwater cave, and basically the weather outside was like sixty five degrees. Mm-hmm. It was in October, sixty five mm-hmm. degrees, and the water was thirty degrees or oh, below that. Dude. I'm not sure. So I jumped from a cliff. Some it was so bad. The moment I jumped, I, I it was so cold. And I was like trying to swim really fast to the, you know, stairs yeah. to get up. And I did and I couldn't like, my body was shaking. It was like the temperature dropped really low and everything. And literally the divers they came to me and they were like, oh my gosh, you're not supposed to jump in there because literally we had so many deaths because of hypothermia. Mm -hmm. Even though like swimmers who wear like suits, you know, to dive underwater over there, you know, they have deaths because of hypothermia. So I shouldn't have jumped at all. So I feel like that was really scary because I knew it like when I was in the water, I had to swim fast out of it because it was that cold. I couldn't feel myself after that for a while. Okay, so with all these near-death experiences and stuff like that, what is that? What do you think that says? You know, really, like, just do you think that's kind of like a reflection on life? Like, keep on going, keep pushing. Um, keep pushing. Be better. Mm-hmm. You know, be nicer. <laughs> be nicer. <laughs> what does death represent to you? Like, what, what does it mean to you? Be nicer. No death. 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 It's just an end of a era to me. Like. It's time for me. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm going to die, like, maximum 70, Mm -hmm. you know, because, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like human, they won't be living too, too much, you know, in the future. Like, maximum will be 70 or 60, maybe, you know. And that's, like, something that we have to accept, you know, that it's going to be part of our life. That's why we want to make the best of everything, like, the best of every day. You know, because there is an end to the life, you know. And this is, for me, this is temporary because I'm Muslim, right? There's like afterlife for us. So whatever we want to do in this life, we want to mm-hmm. do something good. We want to be better, be nicer, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not. I'm very mean to my sister and few <laughs> friends. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, um, to add to that question, so like, do you think it's our duty as human beings when we have like, the ability, do you think it's our job, our responsibility to give back to the world? Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're getting, like, if you're earning a lot and, um, like, you should, even, even though, like, I did not earn too much in middle school or, like, in high school, I did give something back. And if I couldn't, I volunteered, you know, and I feel that that's very important because, like, you should always be happy with what you have, you know, because there's people who have nothing right now and they will I die for you to die. F- they will die for to get your life, you know, and that's that's one thing about our, us, right? We always want more. 
when we have something we want more. That's true. Yeah. I, I think with this whole pandemic happening, I know a lot of people are really like complaining or really having a hard time and I understand it's really hard. Trust me. Like I I know. Yeah, and bro. There's no joke. There's I'm not trying to undermine it. People are really going COVID, coronavirus, it took something away from all of us. No unequivocally, it took something away from us. Something that we were conditioned to when we were growing up. Being out there, seeing friends, being able to just do whatever the want whatever the heck you want outside without having the fear of getting this virus. I know. But I also do think that people are also not taking advantage of the time that we are in right now, or the time that we have. And I think people are really unappreciative and are just not cognizant of where they are right now. If you have a home, if you got Wi-Fi, if you got stable, you got food, you know, ace, like air conditioning, TV, you know, able to communicate your friends with your technology, with your phones, I think you should also be really, really appreciative of that, you know, and I'm not trying to undermine anyone. We all complain, and you have every right to complain, but I also do think you need to be aware and cognizant of where your place is right now. Look at Yemen, humanitarian crisis. They don't even have the right supplies to get food in case they're going through famine and a virus is going loose. And a lot of people in Yemen don't even believe in the virus. Mm-hmm. So the virus is spreading more because they won't even believe in it. And so you got to look at that situation there or in situation we're in right now. You know what I'm saying? Also, you got the Chinese concentration camps. We, we're not going through that. We don't have that right now. You know, exactly. We have other I social... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We have, like I said, with all the bad stuff, I think you still need to find ways of being. Always find a way to cut you, doesn't you? You mean seriously? It's a pod. It wasn't me. It's real serious. But you, you, you hired the volume. Okay, so yeah, you, you gotta be very appreciative of where you are right now and the status of your your life right now. And again, be aware of all these issues. You know, fight for it try to do something but don't i don't, I don't want to say it, but don't complain too much you know what i'm saying you got you still got things be to grateful do. for be what grateful. you have you know do give something back to the society <laughs> yeah you know. and i just think you should also a lot of you guys should take this time and i've said this i praise this a lot on a lot of my episodes but you have time to work on yourself improve yourself really you got no one's bullshit to really worry about you know what i'm saying it's like you got time. Honestly, yeah. yeah. What gives other people the right to talk about you? And if yeah. they even do, you just don't care about it. Yeah, you got time for the introspection, bro. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, um, it's pretty late. It's twelve forty right now. Dang, it's midnight. But yeah, we're we're gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this episode. Sorry, I'm gonna end this episode right <laughs> now. And <laughs> <laughs> this is your uh, host, um, Simran. Yeah, All right, Arik. Thank you for being a guest in this show. Dang, I'm taking dang. over Code Brown. All hey, right. Hey. <laughs> Got a new host now. I, I, know so. I, should, I shouldn't be happy, but still, if it's Simran who's being host, I'm happy. All right. I think I'll be very honored for you to be like a host if I was like, oh, guys, I'm retiring now. I'm giving, I'm passing it on my dog.
Okay. Julia Non special guest. Okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, anyways, this this is for real dope. I'm gonna end this episode. Simran, I just wanna say thank you so much for being on this episode. Jumina. You owe me. I appreciate your insight. You've you talked about really like the death penalty stuff. That was really smart. That was very, very smart. It was, uh, I also finished very thoughtful. Yeah. You know, like you. Yeah. Very thoughtful yeah. as in like T H O T. Yeah. I, I just think Oh <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Before I end this episode, do you have any final words? Um, any advice you want to give out to anyone listening right now? Alright, um, I just want to say that um, you owe me, Arik, <laughs> a Coke, alright, for d- doing this episode. Oh no, not drugs, Jumina, not drugs. <laughs> I'm talking about the drink. Even though, you know, Coca-Cola had cocaine in it, you know, back in the days. I'm just saying. I don't know. But, yeah, you do owe me Coca-Cola. You get it? I swear to God. All right. And I just want to say that always don't take any stress, all right? Be happy, you know. Remember what Munna Bhai said in MAB? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, no. Cut this part. <laughs> no, I just want to say always be happy and... Don't take any stress. Just yeah. be yourself, right? Yeah, I want to shout out your I would love to follow that myself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And ma'am. yes. Yes. Never too late for following anything. Okay, but anyways, um, don't forget to follow any lights, photography. Yes. If you need any type of photography, just let us know. Any lights in Instagram. All right. Don't search it in Facebook. It's not ready yet. All right. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much. Make sure to go vote. Uh, go on ballots. I forgot the name. The earliest voting um, starts on October 14. So make sure to go as early as possible because you don't want to wait last minute and um, get the unfortunate coronavirus. You know yeah. So uh, <laughs> mail by vote or do early vote. No, this is a mail make thing. Make sure to register. Didn't you Trump do something about the mail? I think you can still do it. I don't know. But yeah, just go vote. You don't have to run through a maze or do any swimming to save your dear friend. Yeah, you don't got to go through wizards. Yeah, you don't have to fight with dragons. You just have to vote. It's not the Goblet of Fire, guys. (laughs) Guys didn't know. If you guys don't know, that reference is from Harry Potter. But yeah. If you don't know, what are you doing with your life? But yeah, (laughs) this outro is so long. Hey, choop, choop. Be quiet, be quiet. So yeah, thank you guys so much. Make sure to go vote. Um, yeah, thank you guys. I love every single one of you, even though I don't know who the fuck you are, whoever's listening, maybe some people. I should just stop talking. Thank you guys so much. Code Brown, out.